Let's go forth again looking at the best attitude. Praise his name. Matthew chapter 5, verse 10 and 11. The best attitude. Matthew 5, verse 10 and 11. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. That's as far as we want to read and go tonight. And we'll conclude of this teaching series on next uh, week with verse 12 that says, Rejoice and be glad. But for tonight, the best attitude is, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Let me begin by saying that this is the eighth beatitude, the eighth beatitude. And by the way, it's the last of the best attitudes. Eighth, if the number seven represents completion, then the number eight represents a new beginning. And that's the way it is in the life of the believer the one who follows Christ, the one who seriously walks in the Lord's footsteps, actually makes a new beginning. Second Corinthians 5 and 17, if any person be in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Familiar scripture. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is new. The word new is the Greek word kainos, which means in freshness. That person is a fresh person. Old things, archaikos, sounds like archaic, doesn't. Old things, what we were by our original birth before we met Jesus, old things are Passed away. The word passed away means passed behind us. So let me ask you a question. What's really new about you since you've been saved? Hmm. If, in fact, these Beatitudes speak of a new beginning, what's new about you? What's easily uh, discernible? If it's new, then how does the new you show in your attitude? And your attitude always comes out in your speech, in your presentation, in your spirit. Isn't that how you know when a person has an attitude? It shows. So what's easily discernible uh, that you have the attitude of Christ? 
after all, nobody should have to strain or no one should hesitate because the trademark of the new life is clearly seen in believers. Last night in men's uh, Bible class, uh, one of the reference scriptures was John, was it chapter 20, uh, about Joseph of Arimathea, who asked permission from Pilate to get Jesus' body to be buried, and Nicodemus, who came to Jesus by night, and the whole scripture reference was about Joseph and Nicodemus being secret disciples. They came out after his death. I believe had he lived, they would have stayed in the closet. Closet Christians, have you come out the closet since you've been saved? These attitudes, these beatitudes are open to the public for all to see. We can't pick the crowd that sees us. All see us, but all do not embrace us. All do not endorse us. All do not encourage us. All do not support us, and all do not accept us. And that's that's the impartation of this last attitude. It's really the summation of all the substance in the previous seven. All the others had been building up to this. This is meaningless without those, but those are the reason for this. This attitude takes up two verses, but it's referring to the same disposition. Verse 11 just adds to the condition or amplifies or says in a different way using a different words what was started in uh, verse 10. Uh, Jesus says, and he uses some key words. And remember, this is the Lord talking. Keywords, persecuted, persecute, revile, our NIV says insult. Those are key words. Persecute or persecuted comes from the Greek word that can mean flee, pursue, or suffer. It's the idea that one is the object or the victim of some's, somebody else's attack or, or chase. They're after you. You're being persecuted. And then there's this word revile. NIV uses the word insult. Uh, it means defame, disgrace, cast in teeth. The idea that the, that people, if they could, they would literally gnash into you with their acts and words for the sole intent of, of making you stop, making you feel 
discouraged and appear miserable before others. And Jesus said with these key words, hear me now, I'm teaching real good, I think. Blessed are those who are the object of other people's attack. Blessed are those who are defamed and disgraced by other people's action. Other people want to make us believers feel and appear miserable to the extent that we would give up. Jesus said, well, it's the attitude that would keep you in that sort of state that is blessed. Uh, folk would, would, would really upbraid and destroy your world. So these two words, persecute, persecuted, revile, uh, carry powerful images. This is the only time in the Bible, New Testament, where the word revile is used. And remember, they're directed toward the same believers in verse 9 who are peacemakers. It's almost as though the peacemakers have somehow or another turned out to be troublemakers in the eyes of somebody. And that somebody is the world. The world. You know, we use that, I've been delivered from the world. Worldly people are not as godly people. What do we mean when we say the world? We mean, you know, any system or mindset or act activity or culture, conduct that does not honor and love God, the world. You don't have to have a seminary degree or a GED to know the way and the people who are in the world. First John 4 and 3 says, Every spirit that confesses, not Jesus, you know, that Jesus has come in the flesh is the spirit of the world. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. And it's in the world now. John goes on to say they are of the world. Therefore, they speak of the world and the world hears it's own. Then he says, but we are of God. And greater is he, God, that's in us than the ones that are in the cosmos, in the system that doesn't honor God. Uh, we are of the word, W-O-R-D. And they are of the world. W-O-R-L-D. Do you notice how similar in sound and spelling in the English language those two are? Word and world. That's just how close and intermingled in reality believers are with unbelievers. We can't get away from each other. 
to get away from unbelievers or those who are in the world, uh, you'd have to, what would you have to do tonight? You'd have to put someone out of your house tonight. And you'd have to stay home from school or work tomorrow. And that's impossible to just stop uh, intersecting and intermingling and being, what, in contact with. But you can be in contact with a person who is in the world and not become like them. And pray God that the reason why we're in contact with them is to get them to accept our Jesus. So the world is not our friend because it is not a friend to God. We do have to be kind. We do have to be nice. Remember the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, uh, but we don't have to be cool with everybody. You know, some Christians just uh, think they've got to be uh, cool and get down with everybody. But there are some conducts and conversations. We should find, let me use a big word, repugnant and repulsive, and we should choose to excuse ourselves from them because uh, we are not of the world. That's what Jesus is saying. You're going to get persecuted. You're going to be reviled because you are like me. Might I say that it's getting ready to be that 30-day annual holiday celebration and party time? That's right. It starts the weekend after Thanksgiving. Uh, some of you can't wait to turn up. And it goes through New Year's Eve. And having said what Jesus said, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you because of me. And knowing that we are not of the world, this might be uh, the conclusion during this holiday party time. There may be some invitations you respond to with regrets. I cannot attend. Now, your absence may be a greater statement than your presence. Do not hear what I'm not saying. I'm not encouraging the saints to be anti-sociable or stuck-up or snobbish. I am encouraging the saints to be pro-Jesus. Those who live godly lives will be persecuted and reviled. The more a person lives to Christ, the more likely it is that the world will react negatively. Of course, we can be Christians wherever we are. If you can't be a Christian wherever you are, then it's Probably because you are not a Christian. Just something to think about. So, what do we have? In the world, but not of the world. 
persecuted and insulted because of him. What do we have? We got conflict. We're different from the world. Therefore, we got different attitudes. Righteous living angers the world system. And the leader of the world system is Satan. Jesus tells the disciples, make certain that the trouble, the suffering, the hostility, the animosity, the anger, the unkindness, the mud swinging that comes your way is because of him. Says it twice in verse 10. Uh, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Verse 11, blessed are those who are persecuted and reviled and folks say all kind of nasty things because of me. King James Version, I believe, says for my name's sake. Remember, uh, even Peter says that if we're suffering, or being persecuted or reviled, let it not be as a busybody or a meddler or or a liar or a murderer, he says. But when we suffer, let it be because of him for righteousness sake. When persecuted, when chased after, when you become the object of someone else's scorn, let it be because of him that you're doing what Jesus says. Now, if it's because you are busybody meddling in other people's affairs with your nosy self, if it's because you are a thief or a liar, it's not because of him. It's because of payback for bad behavior. Who's tearing your name down? Whose name did you tear down? Something to think about, isn't it? So, Jesus is not talking about the case of evil for evil. But he's speaking about truth being tried and trampled because people are in the world system for persecution and reviving and false testimony. We got some promises. If you can maintain that attitude of following after our leader, Jesus, who did no wrong, who took insults, who went around doing good, if we can take that attitude of walking in his footsteps, then next week I'm going to tell you about uh, the promise behind the beatitude. Hallelujah. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Praise his name. Praise his name. I'll finish talking about it on next week. 
And this is the word of faith, which I teach tonight. Amen. Glory to God. If I accomplished anything, I pray I accomplished your wrapping your mind around what it really means to be persecuted and reviled and why it happens to you. Praise his name. And the promise we have, uh, because we maintain an attitude of sweetness when everybody is throwing sour and bitter grapes at us. That's the best attitude you can have. Glory. Hallelujah.